This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What is up, everybody? I feel like it has been a hot minute since we have recorded, and we are going to bring you somebody today... Dude, I gotta tell you, just I'm gonna stop right now. That is a glorious sweater you're wearing. You like this? I wore the it's exact another face same. another Facebook purchase. Is it cashmere? No, it's definitely not cashmere. It's uh, I wrote I wore one yesterday that was cashmere and looked just like it. That what I like about this is that it's thin, still keeps you warm, yes. and it's yes. got a little hood on it. So yes, mine was like that beat. shawl neck. I felt like Roy Scheider at the end of. Um, the uh, what's the Matt Damon movie? Come on now, the one the John Grissom Matt Damon where he's the attorney that takes out the tobacco companies. Mm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. Rainmaker. Uh, Rainmaker. I was thinking it wasn't Rainmaker, but it is Rainmaker. Yeah. If you ever see watch that again, like on a lazy Saturday when it's raining outside, Kyle, when he gets to the end and Roy Scheider's wearing his sweater, that's what I was wearing yesterday. Now everybody has a visual. Anyhow, <laughs> we can move on to bigger and more important things. We have Mr. Wes Becknell with us from Rock Lake Insurance Group, and we are going to talk about something that I swear, man, probably one of the number one most queried questions that I see in the back channel agency groups is, hey, I got this trucking risk. Where do I go with it? Right? Everybody. And and actually, it can go another step further. I can't say the name because I don't want to get in trouble. But I always hear, hey, I got this trucking risk. I can go here, but I really don't want to. Where else can I go with it? Right? So that's what we're going to talk about, man. I mean, we're going to we're going to dive deep into that and uh, just talk all things trucking and how people can get things placed that they otherwise may not be able to dealing with a firm that does nothing but trucking, which if you listen to me, you know, I like people who are experts in what they do. You know, I don't got a lot of great relationships at our wholesalers, but I'm not real comfortable with, you know, them understanding the ins and outs of trucking and I'm not comfortable with it. So if we ever get the one-off stuff for a client where we have to place it, it's good to know that we have Rock Lake Insurance Group in our corner. So before we get into Rock Lake West, talk about yourself, man. Give us the uh, 30,000 foot overview of where you came from. Cause I know you spent some time in premium financing, right? With, uh, in my buddy, Davey Holt knows you from IPFS, another good friend of power producers podcast. So talk a little bit about your background and what led you to rock Lake. And then we're going to dive in. So, so I'm like most people, I didn't, I wasn't born <laughs> into insurance. I kind of fell into it. Uh, my family is an oil and gas business uh, and I'm a big fan of fingers and toes. So I didn't get into it. And, uh, <laughs> Sometimes I believe that I'm more of a sadist because I got into insurance instead. But uh, I've been yeah, on the you lose your side. mind instead of your fingers and toes now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. It's worse. <laughs> but no, I I've been I was on the agency side as a producer for a number of years. Uh, I was on the premium finance side, uh, worked for admitted carrier, and now I work for for Rock Lake. So I I'm like many who just kind of found it, found their way into this business, and absolutely just love it and every aspect of it. And I have nowhere else to go. I have like my, I always tell my wife, I have no other discernible skills other than insurance. So I'm here for the long haul. That's awesome. So yeah. you, you were a producer. What, what was that experience mm -hmm. like for you? 
It wasn't for me. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the process, but it wasn't something that I, I, you know, bless you guys for doing what you do. But it's not. It was not something I enjoyed. I did for seven or eight years in totality, and you know, just you can. If That's a long time enough, to figure out you don't like it. So I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. <laughs> I don't really I don't quit easy. Is the problem? I, I just kept pushing through, and it just became the point where it's either my health. And my family or not. And I just told my wife, I'm like, listen, it's time to make a change because I'm not, I'm just not enjoying this. And it's, it was, it was fun. I, I mean, there were many aspects. I love the, the people part of it. It's probably what I love the absolute most, but it was just something that was, you know, it was time to take a different direction for me. And I tell you what, it was the best thing I ever did for my health, for my wellness, for my mental stability, which probably my wife would say is, is questionable at, <laughs> at most points, uh, but other than that, I mean, yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. The, the, the gentleman that hired me, that I worked out of, out of South Texas, out of San Antonio area. He he truly changed my life. I don't, I, I never meet my wife. I don't have my kids. I don't get to experience some of the cool things that I got to experience without him. So that point of my life is something that I always look back on fondly, but not something I'd ever want to do again. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, and I think the other thing too, just sort of to Kyle's point, this this actually probably exists way more than we realize, right? Mm-hmm. I think that I think in the insurance industry, it's so easy to get to a marginal income level. Um, you know, where and what I mean by that, and this is not me throwing shade at you by any stretch, Wes, or anybody else out there that's in this in this role, but I, I've seen it. And I think that you can, you know, you can get to like thirty, thirty five thousand, and you can probably get to like Forty-five, fifty thousand in annual earnings, and then you're going to start really hammering down, and you hit that like sixty-five, seventy thousand dollars, which is respectable earnings. You're probably working harder than you need to to, to get to that, and it's sort of a ceiling. Like you, you, you get to a point where you're like, God, I, I, I just. I feel like I'm grinding so hard and I'm only bringing home this much money every year. This is this is not my idea of an ideal occupation. I I got into this cuz I thought maybe I'd have work-life balance or whatever else. And here's here's where I'm going to drop the hammer. Agency principles, that is your fault. Period. End of story. Uh, you don't have training programs in place to teach people how to produce. You don't have the infrastructure. You don't understand that you need to be monitoring behaviors prior to monitoring results because if you monitor behaviors, they will breed the results you're looking for, and you can do that much earlier in the process. And you're just not setting people up for success. And unfortunately, you know we're in an industry where crap has been done the same way for decades, if not a hundred years or more, or centuries at this point. But at the end of the day. You know, it's just like there are still people out there that that are going to go in, they're going to hire a producer, they're going to walk in the first day, and they're going to hand them a phone book and say, you need to make 200 calls today. And if you make 200 calls, Mm -hmm. you should sell five policies. You know, and that's how they think because it's, it's always been a volume play. You can't do that today, man. You can't do that in the middle market because, number one, you're t- it's like uh, when uh, John Henry, if we're going back to American legend, and John Henry's trying to outwork the, uh, the, the steam jackhammer or whatever it was when they were building the railroads in that, that story, and he died with a hammer in his hand because he was trying to outwork a machine. That's what producers who were trying to compete with Google and Amazon and Next Insurance and all these other people are doing to them themselves are just running themselves into the ground and they're doing it with the agency principal basically playing the role of Dr. Kevorky and leading them to their production death, in my opinion, right? I, I think that agencies aren't set up for it. Thus, the whole reason Killing Commercial exists because we bridge that gap for them. But that's not what we're going to talk about. I, but I, I understand where you're coming from because there are a lot of people. And, and, and you know, I think that when you sit in in my chair or when, you know, even, even if you're a producer and when the marketing reps come in, right? And it's, oh yeah, I did a little producing. The, the first the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, you must have sucked or you never would be in the role you're in now, right? And that's not the case. I don't think that's the case at all. I think there are a lot of talented people that are really good at what they do that just probably weren't in the right role as a producer or didn't get the support they needed as a producer. And they're, they're sitting there floundering right now. And the industry in, lets them do that just based on how easy it is to make a reasonable living relatively easily, I would say, relatively quickly, too, if you do it right. But the guys that are – look, I say this all the time. The process is not sexy. The paychecks are, right? Or the paychecks are sexy. The process isn't. I say it forwards and backwards. But that's it, man. I mean, it is a grind. And I think it's like a lot of other things. 
and I'm saying this for the people that are out there stuck in this rut right now, at some point you'll get out of it. You're either going to get out of it because you're going to decide, look, I quit. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not cut out for this. This isn't what I signed up for. It's not what I wanted. Or you're going to figure out a couple of tweaks here and there and the flywheel is going to catch. And the next thing you know, you're going to be on your way to that million dollar book. But I, I hold the agency principles and the agency uh, leadership accountable to all of that. A, because they should do a better job in the hiring process. And B, when they make that offer, they should be making sure that person is successful with reckless abandon. Too many times they're hired and cast off to the side, and then we want to know where the revenue is, but we have nothing to nothing to add to the to the conversation. I cannot believe that you managed to work in Kevorkian into our podcast, dude. I got actually, Kevorkian. I, I, actually, I can. I can. I got Kevorkian and Roy Scheider, and we're not even ten minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, all of that to say, you're where you want to be now. Yeah. You're you're in a in a wholesaler that will help agents who specialize in trucking, agents who want to specialize in trucking, get better at it and have markets that they may not otherwise be able to get. And I have look, I have said this from day one in my career, man. Early, early on, I was at a CIC institute and the guy got up to talk, and it was it was actually a ruble. And the guy got up to talk, and it was about it was like a four hour session on trucking, and he said. You either you're either in trucking or you're not. Mm -hmm. Like you don't stick your toe in the water. It's not something you dabble with. You either know it or you don't. And, and mm -hmm. I don't know it, but I think that that also creates the obstacle for a lot of people who think they have to know it before they can get into it, which is like a conundrum, man. It's a catch twenty two. So my advice is find somebody like Wes and his organization, and you're going to find out by the end of this that you can you can get into it, you can learn it, and you can have access to the markets and make money doing it. You just have to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk about Rock Lake a little bit. I mean, a little bit of history, a little bit of what's going yeah. on right now and all of that. Perfect. So yeah, Rock Lake, what we always say, is if, I, if I'm giving the pitch, if I was to come in your agency and talk to you, I'm like, we Give it to me, online. man. Lay it on like like you just walked <laughs> in the front yeah. door. This is, this is the fun part of what I get to do. We're an on, on, online MGA that specializes in trucking. That's it. Like I can't do a BOP. I can't do a property policy. I can't offer your workers comp, but I can cover your truck. And in this space where trucking is so hard right now, the auto liability market is atrocious. Umbrella. Yeah. I mean, everything is, is hard right now. It's a hard market. We allow you the ability to go into our system, get a rate, bind it, have a policy and move on down the road. In a space where it takes weeks to get a quote, you can actually get your policy with us within 30 minutes. Wow. wow. And we're able to use the data that we collect and we use it really well. I mean, we trust our data. Well, Reagan had something he said that was like, trust, but verify. We, we verify then, then trust. So we use our data first and foremost, we're heavy into analytics. We know what our data is telling us and we believe it. Now, can there be errors and can we fix it? Sure. But I would say overwhelmingly that we, we use the data that we have and we have some really smart people. I'm using the word we very broadly here because when it comes to technology, I, that is not my foray. I don't know it well. I don't know how they use it. Uh, that we have some really smart people that work here that do. We have a lot of carriers where we're able to just get into it. They just plug and play. Now, we do have some that we have to refer, but our turnaround time has gotten better. One of the things I really appreciate about Rock Lake and, and their investment into the future is they're being proactive in their hiring. They're not waiting till we get to a certain book size and then hiring somebody. They're like, okay, the trend line's there. Let's get somebody on board so that when we get to this point, we're not playing catch up. Because too many times, that's what carriers and other, other people do is like, oh, man, we're, we're so overwhelmed. We need to go hire somebody. Well, it's too late at that point. You're, you're behind. We are already hiring the people in anticipation of the growth and we are seeing the growth and we had... We had extra, uh, an extra great year last year in 2021 in a pandemic. I mean, I think we had 20% growth and we're on track this year with the number of agents we're appointing in the production to exceed that. Got some really great people that work here. I, I, I had the ability to, to hire two people to come on board. One that's outside of the outside of Spokane, Washington, the other one outside of Philadelphia. And both these gentlemen are just absolute pros they're pro those pros pro i mean I, they are great and they do a great job and they've got great connections and they just go out and they know what they're doing and it makes what i i'm, I'm handling the middle of the country right now it makes what i get to do that much more fun because i'm around people who are who are knowledgeable who are energetic 
and who have a really good understanding of what agents need and what agents want and able to deliver on that. And that, that really is from the top down of our organization, our CEO, our president, everybody, they are all in on making the customer experience as best as possible. And it's, I know it's kind of a cliche in that, you know, what does that, how do you equate that? It's just, we're all, we're not, how we say we're doing is we're not sitting on our laurels. We're not creating a system and then just walking away from it and wanting it to produce. We're constantly tweaking it. We're rolling out a completely new system, uh, our internal system, where you can get data on insureds. We can, you can enter the DOT number and find out everything you need to know about it. And you get access to that to, for free by being an agent. Wow. Uh, we're, that's huge. We're tweaking that as we speak. Like we're, it's great now, but now the second iteration of this will be something that allows you to get free leads as well within our system. Wow. Hmm. So we're going to give that away. And then our rating side is going through a complete overhaul. It, it still works fine right now. I mean, it's great. But right now, if you need an auto liability quote, you go to autoliability.com. And that kind of tells you how long we've been doing this. You couldn't go buy <laughs> <Yeah>. autoliability.com <laughs> right now. You know what? Here's well, here's something, though. I want to I want to stop you for two seconds yeah. because I'm going to make a point and I'm interested in your response. Um, okay. And I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm warning you I'm putting you on the spot, but it's not in a bad way. What you just said tells me you guys have been around forever, right? If you've got the domain autoliability.com. That also tells me that with everything I heard prior to you mentioning that, that you are making a huge shift into investing into technology, user interface, user experience for agencies that are coming to Rock Lake for quotes. And it is, it's not done yet, so it's still in transition, right? And so here's, here's my thing. What do you have to say to the agencies who have used Rock Lake in the past before you decided you were going to go down this road and come into, you know, 21st century times, because we all have to have quote, you know, quoting ability online and all. I mean, I've got a workers comp carrier right now that's constantly bitching about getting more submissions from us, but I have to go in, fill out accord forms and do all of those things. And yet 100% of their competitors allow us to quote online. They create the accord forms from the quote. We can download them, get them e-signed and put into our AMS in the matter of a couple of clicks of a button. And so I, I, I wonder... I, I'm just wondering, being devil's advocate here, because I have to believe that that there was an old way of doing business that a subset of the people listening to this haven't heard of what you're doing now, and it's going to be very attractive to them to be able to come in and operate in a more tech-savvy environment. What would you have to say about that? Well, I, actually, I, we don't sit on our laurels. Like We did it a certain way for a certain time, and it worked, but- if you're not continually improving, you're getting worse. I mean, there was a there's a book called Atomic Habits. They talk oh, yeah. about trying to get one percent better. We try to get one percent better every day. That's our goal. And so we took the feedback of, hey, this takes too long. There's got to be a better way. And we started. We had our our programmers and our CFO and our CEO and our president, everybody involved, said, well, let's figure out a let's figure out a way to better better way to do this. And so we took what we were told and started to build our rating platform. Now, again, we have autoliability.com, we have fizdam.com, we have cargoliability.com. Again, we've had these for a long time, and they're all separate rating sites that you have to get into. You can take the information and port it from one to the other, but this new one will be one rating site. All together, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be like Amazon in a way. Click, click, click. This is what I want. Okay, here's the questions. Here's your rate. Send it to your insured via DocuSign. Have them sign electronically. Here's your policy. Let's go. And then we're done. It's bound, and you move on. Along with that, we rolled out what we called automatic endorsements. You can actually get in the rating site and do an endorsement, and you have it within two minutes. You push submit, you check your email, and the endorsement's sitting in your email inbox, and it's done. You attach it to your agency management system and put it away. And all that's from feedback from current clients and prospective clients saying, "There's got you've got to do better. You've got to be quicker. You've got to do this. Okay, then we're going to do it. Let's find out a way. And so we, we started the process. And again, I'm using we very holistically here. Uh, not me. Uh, right. <laughs> not yeah, my no, 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 no. I get it. It takes a village, man. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so, that's, I mean it's, that's it's interesting to know because I do think that um, I look at trucking insurance as kind of one of those things that is attractive to people. I've never really understood it, right? I don't I don't know if it's because the premiums can be really good and so people want to, you know, go after trucking because they can see themselves earning a lot more money because it's inherently more, you know, higher premium which equals higher commission. Um I, I just 
I think that's probably what it is. And and so you attract a whole lot. How do you guys sift through who you really want to work with? Because I would like to think, and I, and I hope what I'm going to hear from you is that you are selective. Like you're not just going to appoint every single person that decides, Hey, I've got a one-off hotshot trucking. Account. I mean, they can go to progressive and write that stuff all day long. You know, that's not, I, I don't imagine that's what you're going to tell me your your preferred class of business is. But, you know, a lot of times I can tell you in, in our world, um, we'll run into an account that's a manufacturer that has a, a, a bit of a trucking operation for delivery, you know, or I had one that was a recycler that had 10 power units that were tractor trailers. And, you know, we had one place we could go to NICO. That was it. I had to go through the, the guy that we used to get to NICO and we got there. When in reality, I really could have used some competitive, you know, or, or at least some comparative analysis for that. I think there's a lot of us that, that are good agents that don't write trucking, you know, and, and specialize in it per se, but we have trucking exposures on our accounts and we need, we need a place for that too. Like my, my carriers are just not going to write long haul trucking, period. Doesn't matter if you own the product or if you're hauling for somebody else. They're just that's not what they're what they're interested in writing, and so I think that those are the people that I would be looking to bring to to Rock Lake because they 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 they're smart enough, and not that the other people are not smart enough, but they're smart. They under they're they're good agents. They they write good business. They write clean business. You're going to see a good submission from them, um, and all of that. And then you have the people who are the actual trucking experts who let's let's just be honest. The people who are doing nothing but trucking probably don't need a wholesaler for a lot, you know, they're going to need it for the one-off stuff that maybe they don't have direct contracts for, but for everything else, those people are already set up for that. So who I'm, who am I talking to right now? I'm talking to every single one of you out there that have, have placed two, three, four trucking accounts in the last 12 months, five even in, in, in needed to go somewhere for it. And you just didn't feel good about where it ended up being. You didn't feel good about who you had to deal with, where you had to place it or whatever else. That's that's who I would think you're looking for if I'm in your shoes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, we, we want to work with the big shops that focus on it because what we can offer for them, and granted, you're right, they have most of the markets, but they can get into our rating site and get APD and cargo quotes really quickly and compare to what they currently have and possibly piece it together in a way where they get the AL here, maybe get something you know, on the the umbrella there and they put the PD and the cargo with us and it helps her insured in a way from a pricing perspective. Those, and then that's, I would say that's a small subset because there aren't that many, I would call true trucking experts in the country. If you're talking agencies across the board. Well, you know what, uh, man, here's, here's something else though, for those shops that have, that, that feel like they have the markets that, that aren't really sure about a risk they're bringing in, right? I think this is something that agent, agency principals miss because they're cheap. Okay. They're worried about giving up five points of commission, right? So, and, and I, we haven't even gotten into commission or any of that stuff, but let's just assume for, for purposes of this conversation that all wholesalers are equal in that they don't give 15 points most of the time. Most of the time, the agent's going to end up with 10 points and the wholesaler keeps the spread between what the carrier pays them and what they pay the agent. And so an agent's going to look at that on a $100,000 account and say, well, on a $100,000 account, I'm losing $5,000, right? I, I, if I'm only going to get 10 instead of 15, I'm not going to do this because I'm only losing $5,000. But guess what? Better what than happens zero. when you Yeah, what happened? But but here's the thing I'm talking about. What happens when they don't really know that account? When they haven't done the risk management that they should have done? When they've not actually gone out and looked at it and they bring a new account onto their book without really having their arms around it 100% and in the first year, boom, blows up their loss ratio and their contingency's gone. Now, let's just say that this agency's contingency is 5%, you know, I don't know what the average is. I know that we have an exceptional deal with auto owners. I mean, one of the best profit sharing programs in the country, if not the best. But let's just say it's it's 5% on an entire book of $5 million in premium. Uh-oh, we just made a $250,000 mistake because we were worried about five grand. Right. I could have Wes's company take 
the hit on their loss ratio as a wholesaler who has more premium aggregated and probably is not going to have nearly the effect on their contingencies is what it would be on mine. But I'm worried about five points in commission because that $5,000 means my kids are going to be able to eat. I don't give a shit about my kids eating. Well, I do. But what I want is I want the $250,000 so I can begin to accumulate serious wealth. And until we yeah. look at stuff like that and we think through that or look through that lens of understanding, hey, look, there's other reasons to go to wholesalers aside from the fact it's just market access. There's effective management of your profitability of your agency. And I'm not saying throw all your crappy business to a wholesaler. That's not what this is. This is that new account that's reached out to you. You think you can help them, but you don't You don't have the resources in-house. You haven't done the things you need to do to get your arms around it. If you're not 100% comfortable with that risk, sometimes it's a good business decision to place that business with a third party instead of bringing it in-house. Let it sit there. Let it grow. Guess what? If that account ends up being very profitable for them, I'm not going to speak for Wes, but I'm pretty sure that if you're writing enough profitable business with a wholesaler and aggregating critical mass, there will be a time for a conversation that you want enhanced compensation from them, right? They don't want to lose that business once they get it, but you also need to do what's right for you and your loss ratio. And I'm going to tell you what, John Mason talks about this. John Mason from Shenango Brokers, good friend of mine, talks about this all the time because he's got a really good commercial fleet program for contractors that they write. Well, a lot of us could go write that in our own agency, but here in Florida, you get one accident from one of your fleets and your contingencies are gone for the year. So we've actually started taking some of these newer relationships where we haven't been able to go in and put the risk management um, intranet in and do the fleet safety training and all the things that we do as an agency. We've started placing some of that business with John's crew because they can eat it. They can they can eat a loss on their loss ratio because they have far more aggregated premium. And I don't think agency principals, by and large, always think that way. They're more worried about, they're, they're tripping over $100 bills to get to singles every single day. Yeah. That's the biggest concern. I mean, where we play the most are new ventures. I mean, that's where, so a lot of these aren't going to fit a standard carrier anyway. Mm -hmm. we, we do international drivers, which we feel like is an added enhancement. We run MVRs for you. We don't ask you to bring MVRs to the table. So we run it behind the scenes in our system. It pulls it for you as long as you put the CDL in there. And if it's a, if it's an international driver, we ask the front and back of the CDL driver's license. So we make sure they have correct credentials. But I mean, yeah, you're right. Too many times owners are too worried about 5,000 instead of the 50 to 100,000 that they could possibly lose by putting that on their book. And we understand that, you know, if it's a new venture and it performs for us for two or three years, you know, you might be able to move it to a standard carrier or somebody else and make, you know, 50% more revenue. But again, we might have that conversation. You build a big enough book that we could have, we could talk about a possibility of more commission because you've, you put six, seven million bucks with us. And it's not hard to do in trucking. It's just really not because yeah. the, the premiums are high. It's, mm -hmm. it's just a market that a lot of people are pulling out of and not staying in. And so there are there are possibilities of growing a book quickly and profitably with us. I mean, I I talked about our analytics and our system runs a solid loss ratio year over year. This does not get touched by a human. So it works. It's I mean, our system works. And if you trust it and, know, and trust what we're doing and we have underwriters who are looking at it. So an underwriter for us is somebody who handles just a program. And whether that program be you know X, Y, or Z, that's all they do. So they're turning quotes if it goes under review, some of them in less than 15 minutes, if you can answer the question that they have. Wow. What, what do you attribute some of these carriers pulling out of, of this for? I would say a lot of it has to do with the fact of the, the legal environment. There are so many nuclear verdicts on, on each coast that are being handed out hmm. and people are being pulled into lawsuits where they shouldn't be pulled into lawsuits. And when you keep getting burned and burned and burned, guess what? You're not going to ride anymore. You're going to pull out. You're like, listen, I can't make money. And we're all, I always say, listen, there, there's a line that Mr. Berkeley has. Mr. Berkeley owns, you know, Berkeley companies and he is a very smart man. And his line was profit is sanity. Premium is vanity. At the end of the day, he cared about making profit. That's what, I mean, I tell every agent, listen, I, I am here to make a profit for my carrier partners. At the end of the day, I want you to write business. And if you'll trust the process that we have in place, we will. Now, will there be a loss at some point? Of course. I'm not, I'm not, you know, omniscient and can't tell you when it's going to happen, but it will because that's the way insurance works. But trust the process and understand that if you can get into our system, use the analytics, use the rate, get it bound and move on. We'll all make money in the end as long as you continue to use it. Whew, that's a lot, man. 
right? I mean, here's here's what here's one of the things that I like about um, trucking. You can get a lot of information in public domain about these accounts, right? Like to me, if I went back and I looked at all of the info, whether it be from Safer or any of these other places, you can go. When I when I look back, if I really wanted to scale really, really, really fast, looking back twenty years, it might not have been a bad idea for me to put together a trucking vertical and just go after trucking all the time, right? But you're saying you're saying that your system can kind of pull a lot of that a lot of that info. It seems like it's extremely yeah. No, it's intuitive. like a user interface that's aggregating right. it all in one spot. Like I don't know why you would even go anywhere else at that point. Yeah, like for example, if you go, we call it MCSS.net. Stands for Motor Carrier Snapshot. You can go in there, enter the DOT number, push the the search function. It will tell you what you need to know about that. Where they've been? In, where have they been inspected? Where are they going? Uh, what are the vehicles? Which vehicles are getting inspected? Have there been any wrecks? Have there been fatalities? Have there been towaways? I mean, so and nothing against insureds, but insureds have very short memories. That's just kind of how they work. <laughs> have you had any losses? Oh no, 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 no I've never had any. And we pull, we pull our report, and like they had a fatality two years ago. I'm like, well, you know what? That was an accident. Like somebody died. Oh yeah, well, I forgot about that. That was two years ago. Well, still counts. That matters. Like, yeah. that, you know, information matters. So that's where that a lot of that comes in. You can take that data and find out, and it will tell us: Are there multiple entities at that location? Are there multiple entities handling one phone number? You know, it, it, it's very robust, and we pull it from public data, public information sources, and aggregate it for you so that you don't have to. And again, it's an ad, a value add that we offer for free if you're an appointed agent. Along with that, if you get into our Raider and put the DOT number in there and push that search function in, in our Raider, it will pre-fill a lot of the information that we need from MCSS. It pulls it into the, our Raider right then and there to make I mean, life that's, easy. That's pretty slick because, I mean, I, I know in, when I'm not, not dealing with trucking stuff, but just other things, especially things that are excess and surplus for us, I spend a ton of time searching all sorts of different sites for this information. I mean, to be able to just go in and click a a button here or there and have it populate all that info. I mean, that's like music to my ears. Yeah. That's legit. It's good stuff. I, I tell you again, the people that we have working here are very smart and they're very dedicated to what they do and they want to make the user experience, the agent's experience easier. You know, the, the thing that we say is that the only thing in life that you can never get more of is time, right? It's mm-hmm. the, only, the only asset that it's, that's around that you'll never get more of. Our system allows you to get more time because you're not spending time creating apps, sending apps, setting a diary, trying to remember to call the underwriter. Is there a quote? No, you just get in the system, get a rate, bind it, move on. Well, that two-week process could be down to 30 minutes. Let's just call it an hour if it takes you a while, if you type like I do. And it's done. So instead of... 10 days, it's one hour. Now you can go as a producer, you can go out and spend your time prospecting and, and filling your pipeline and writing business so that you can make more money. And I mean, honestly, that's what I want to be. I want to be a valuable asset or a resource within an agency for producers so that they can go, hey, Wes, I've got this risk. What do you think? And go, hey, I go here. Because to me, if I can provide that for them, when that trucking risk comes up, guess who's going to get first and last look? Yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. And that's my job is to, to to try to write as much business for my company as humanly possible. And if I can be a resource for an agent in Missouri, one in Colorado, one in Texas, all of a sudden they start to pick up the phone and call me. And all of a sudden we're starting to get more business. Life's good. For sure. Yeah. What do you want agents to know, man? That, that we're here. I mean, we have never really had a big marketing presence before, and I will credit the, our senior leadership for seeing the need for it and us getting here, and that we are willing to go out and come into their agency if they want us to. I know with the pandemic, some agents do not. Uh, if they don't, we can do it virtually, but we love to be out in, in front of people. Um, I'm, a, I'm a marketing rep at heart. Like I absolutely love making sales calls and being in front of agents. And getting to know who they are and what they do. And we would love to come to their office and talk to them and see if there's a fit. Show them what we do and how we do it. The the rep that's on the West Coast, he always, when we're doing the training with an agency virtually, he goes, hold on, hold on. Here's the aha moment. And when we work through the rate. And we love to show the agent the aha moment because that's usually we can get them to say, yeah, let's do this. Let's get you signed up. So if you have trucking and you have a question, reach out. I mean, we're easy to find. I mean, 
go to our website, hit the link to become a producer or ask questions and you'll, the email will come to me and I'll shoot you an email saying, Hey, do you have five to 10 minutes to talk? And if it makes sense, we get you appointed. Our appointment process, our internal compliance staff is, is phenomenal. We're turning agency appointments same day in most cases. And we've already appointed more agents in January than they have in any month prior in, in their history that we've been tracking. And we still have what, four or five days left in the month. And I know there's five in queue today that are going to get appointed today. So it is, we're here to work. We're here to grow. And if you have the opportunities, I'd love the chance. And if, if you're not, if you are a current client and aren't using us, call me, reach out to me. I, I know you've gotten an email from me at some point because I, <laughs> we are, we are we're hammering our current clients asking for production. And if you don't want to work with us, and this might sound kind of bold, but that's fine. Don't. And when your competitor sends it in, we'll write it for them. And no harm, no foul. It's just, I, I'm here to write premium. I'm here to grow our book. I, I would prefer to do it with you, but if you don't want to do it with me, I'll find somebody that will. There you, you know, go. I think you bring up a really, really good point in, again, here I go. I'm going to hammer my peer group, um, but they need to be hammered. I can't tell you, like, Love I see this. I see this all the time with, well, when we, I mentioned Davey Holt, right, earlier on oh, from is. IPFS. And yeah. I, I listened to Davey talk at BrainShare this year in San Antonio, Jason Cass's event. By the way, people, if you haven't um, registered yet, you might want to reach out. If you don't know Cass, reach out to me and I'll see if I can get you in. He only had 20 spots left as of yesterday. Uh, very limited event. It's going to be in Kansas City at the end of April this year. Uh, but I, anyhow, we were in San Antonio at BrainShare. And uh, Davey, I, I heard Davey talk for the first time. And when I listened to all of the stuff that IPFS is capable of doing, like I, that was the best thing I took out of BrainShare because essentially I learned that I no longer had to worry about agency bill in my agency. It is fantastic for me. I love it. And so I'm talking to my friends like, well, I have IPFS. I, I didn't even know they did that. I have IPFS. Well, guess what? People read your freaking emails when these people are trying to tell you what they're doing to invest in technology and make the user experience better. You know, I, I you don't want to meet with the premium finance guy when he comes to your office. You don't want to meet with the wholesaler when they come to your office. You don't want to open up their emails. You don't want to take their phone calls, but you're the first person standing in line to bitch when you don't know something that could have made your life easier and you didn't bother to take the information in that was given to you. So here's what I'm <laughs> to tell you i'm going to be willing to bet you that probably 25 to 30 percent of the agencies that you have appointed right now don't submit anything that number might be even larger than that but i'm just gonna say 25 to 30 percent in those same 25 to 30 percent nine times out of ten are the ones i'm seeing on facebook groups or on linkedin or wherever else asking other agents where they can go for things or where they can get online quotes or where they can do this or where they can do that i would like to think that after hearing this today you realize oh crap i've had a really good tool in my toolkit that I've never used before, or maybe it's improved, right? Maybe it's gotten a little bit better and I just, I missed it. I screwed up. I missed it. I just can't imagine with the information that I've heard today, other than the fact people, this guy doesn't want your dogs. He doesn't want, he doesn't want the garbage, you know, going back to what I said before, it's, it's not like we want all the stuff you, you don't want to place. I, I did talk about hedging your loss ratio, but that's not with an account that you know is filthy, right? That's with an account you don't know. You you have a new relationship or whatever else. You can hedge your bets that way. But the, Wes didn't come on here to say, please send me all your dirty trucking risks. God knows there's <laughs> plenty of those out there. Yeah. you know. But there are those risks that you probably just forgot or didn't realize oh, wow, you mean I can go online and I can I can quote this online and I can get this information and this information that, by the way, also becomes very valuable to you at the point of sale when you can go in and show the due diligence you did to that prospect in underwriting them, in representing them to the carrier, even though, little secret, you didn't lift a finger, their technology did it for you. You can still parlay that and leverage it at the point of sale to get the deal done because you're going to look more professional than your competition who's just going out there slinging some numbers into an online rater, coming back with a quote and really doesn't have anything else to talk about what impacted the rate, what they can do to fix the rate, and all of the other stuff. So I, I just feel yeah. you've got some dormancy. I, I have to believe for as long as you've been around, there's dormancy there. And, you know, It's probably a good thing for all of you sluggish people out there not serve, uh, putting stuff in that I don't run rock lake because i cut you off at the knees and we'd go find the people let who them want know to produce. let them know well, it's, it's funny. yeah it's funny you say that we've been making phone calls to people who had submitted and go listen i need to talk to you you haven't produced do you need us if not hey let's just terminate move on no harm no foul 
And nine times out of 10, oh, I just forgot. Or when we appoint people, that's to me the funniest part is I go appoint an agency and the first thing I get, well, all I get are auto declines. Well, did you give me all the stuff that no one else wants? Because right. if that's the case, there's a probability I don't want it either. But if you'll give me a shot at some of the business that you currently write, let's say that has a decent loss ratio. I mean, in trucking, it's either really good or really bad. Sure. But if you have something, give me a shot at that and see how I compare. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking you to to put every piece of business. I'm not asking to steal other wholesalers' business. I'm asking for an opportunity to write your new business. The stuff that's coming in the door right now, put me through the ringer, see if I fit. If I don't, that's on me, not on you. And I will own the fact that I'm not any good and we will fix it. I mean, I, again, I will credit our leadership here. They are seeing that we're getting our, our decline rate was bumping up. And so they tweaked some things. And now our decline, our decline rate's going down because we increased our bandwidth a little bit. And all of that help is going to help us and then, again, help the agent. I, <laughs> Davey's a good guy. So, yeah, I, I ran into Davey for the first time in Kansas City at the National Young Agents Conference where we stayed at, at a hotel that IPFS owns, apparently, and got to meet him there. And he is a great guy. Um, I wouldn't like I said, I wouldn't ever tell him that face to face. Of course, I guess he'll hear this and he'll, he'll hear yeah, that. Yeah, he he probably small, never so. listens to this. So you're safe. Let, <laughs> let's just trash him for the next five minutes. <laughs> oh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He is, it, but, but my point was, you know, again, IPFS, legacy player, made some strides in technology, tweaked their system a little bit, solved a major problem, and probably 75% of the agents that were in the room when he talked had no clue. It, and when I say this, I mean 75% of the agents that were already clients of his had no yeah. clue that was even an option, right? I had no mm -hmm. idea, but I wasn't his client, so I was immediately his, like, when I tell you, I walked up. To, he got done speaking. He was getting ready to go grab something to drink. I was in a table in the back corner. I grabbed him by the arm before he was able to get to the thing, and I said, I'm your new best friend. Let's talk for a second. And then I let him go get his water, and he came back. And we were immediately like, I came back in in one of the – and I moved quick, man, but that was like one of the quickest things I did was we are immediately moving all premium financing over to his organization. And, and again – I hold us as, as, as being at fault. Now, it's, it's funny because it's when you talk to marketing reps from the carriers, we've conditioned them that we don't pay attention to anything that comes out. You know, yeah. none of the emails or any of the other stuff. So my auto owners guy, when Joel calls me, he's like, hey, I just wanted to cover. I'm like, dude, you sent like three emails about that. I said, I want to remind you, I'm the guy that actually does read every single bulletin that comes out. I need to know that because that makes me better at the point of sale. There's Look, you might read 29 emails that have no worthwhile information for you as a producer or your agency as a whole. But if you quit, when number 30 comes out and that's got that one silver bullet that you needed to know, you're done. So yeah, some of the stuff is fluff. Some of the stuff is hit lists and all of that other stuff. But when I'm looking at coverage enhancements or changes in rate and I can be out in front, it's that's where we, that's where we thrive. And that's one of the things we did with our rater is you have the ability to get in there and compare three rates at one time for coverages to see what the differences are. So you can say, this is admitted, this is not admitted. Here's a deductible structure. Here are the coverages. Here's the limitations. If there's any, any state limitations or coverage limit, or if it's cargo, what certain classes that we don't cover so that you, as you're in, as an agent can compare those and go, Oh, well, this one's cheaper. Well, here's why it's cheaper. This one's more expensive, but here's why it's more expensive. Here's some of the enhancements they throw on to make it a little more expensive, but it's really a more robust policy for the insured. So I really think this is a better option. Then you present it to your client and go, here are, the, here are three options. Take a look. Let me know which one you think, because it's Mr. Insured, it's your choice. You're the insured. You make the final decision here. You know, I, I let me know. Here's some, what I believe are the best options for you. And then you, you put it in front of them. Instead of having to pull, you know, pull five different ones and put them on, you know, one take five piece of paper out there. You can just put it on one. It's one PDF screen that you can screenshot or share because you can email it to your insured and have them walk through it and go from there. I mean, to me, if by allowing the insured to understand what they're buying, they become a more informed insured, and that's all we're supposed to do. At well, it's, as an agent, that's what you're supposed to do is inform your insured so they understand what they're buying and why they're buying it. Not just because it's the bottom line. Here's 1200 bucks. You got to pay it. Mm -hmm. That's it's not a very good agent. And a good agent goes, it's $1,200. And here's why. Here's what you're getting this $1,200. Now, here's some of the exclusions. You need to understand this on the front end. This is not covered. And here's why. Because of X, Y, Z. I mean, it's just the way it works. 
And you do that, and when you educate your client, they become a good client, but you also become that trusted resource that we talked about earlier that that they understand you know what you're doing. You are the expert in this field, and that's why they hired you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gives you that credibility. Whoa, sweater bros. Jinx. Sweater (laughs) sweater bros. Wes, we've covered a bunch, man. What have we not touched on that you wanted to hit on today? Well, we're excited to be partners with partnering up with you guys for your event this summer in, in Key West. So I just getting ready to book a flight down there. So I'm excited. <laughs> I've never been deep sea fishing. My one of my really good friends here in Oklahoma, that's where I live now. I live just on the north side of Oklahoma City, told me to take some drama meeting goes because you don't want to start getting seasick. I, well, I've never been seasick. Yeah, so your boy me, your boy's gonna you. be at the pool while while you clowns are out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kyle didn't even go. Let, listen, this this is what I will tell you, and this is for everybody else who's coming. Um, we're actually the landing page is live. As quick as I wrap up this, I'm gonna go record the video, and then we're gonna get it out so everybody can officially red start registering, so I can get a head count because it's it's getting crazy with how many people are coming. But um, you definitely need to take Dramamine or Bonine because those boats do not come back in when they go out. Like if you go out and you get sick, you're out of luck. Yeah, you know, I tell everybody that. My wife will tell you that. Like, I tell been, you, I tell the, her the that. There's been times the that I don't mess she, with it is because it happened to me. Like I went, I went deep yeah. sea fishing in Cabo, and I was Oof. like, I don't know. Was it the I, fishing? I, I, was it was the fishing the problem in Cabo? Well, I was I was in high school, so it wasn't like it, it wasn't like I was oh. you know getting. getting you were also not in the United like States, that. so that goes out the window. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, re- I really wasn't drinking or anything. Like. I get on the boat and we're sitting there inhaling the boat fumes at four in the morning because oh, it's the worst. We had to be there. Like what? And, and once then, it so hits, I went, man, I went in the cabin and just passed out. And then I woke up and we were out. And like I came out of the cabin and it was just like, and I'm like, oh shit! Started puking over the side. It was bad. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> oh, but it's, take the um, Dramamine. Take the Dramamine like a half hour, hour before you get on the boat. Or no, whatever. you take Not it the night. The the see, here's the secret, Wes. I'm going to give you the pro tip. You take it the night before, okay. and then you yeah, take you it go. again the next morning, the hour when you get up. Take it the night before and let it load because the, an hour okay. before you get up is never enough. We should not run into the kind of weather that would make you sick down there. I mean, usually Probably at that not. time of year, it's it's reasonable. You know, it's not. You might have some little rollers or whatever else, but you know, Andrea For, will tell everybody. There's been more than one time she's been out there throwing up for six hours, and I refused to bring the boat back in. Yeah, but close. she will also tell you that the one time I was sick on the boat, I stayed out for eight hours throwing up over the side of the boat. If I expect it from everybody else, I'm going to live by the same rules. And I was really Fair. clear about that when we went out last year because, you know, um, there were a lot of people that were in the same boat, right? Like, there's two. I, can I just have picture really two. this conversation. This is no, like I mean, you, it, you standing here, at the, the dock, con- like in the yeah, morning. Yeah, here's the conversation. It's really <laughs> the conversation's really, really easy. It goes like this: There are two rules when we go fishing. Rule number one: be at the be at the marina at seven forty-five. The boats are leaving at eight. We will not wait on you. I can't. We've got a limited amount of time. If you can't, you know, get there fifteen minutes early to make sure you're on time. We, we just can't okay. do it. Rule number two, when the boats go out, they don't come back. They cost a lot of money, and there are a lot of people that want to enjoy the experience. If you think you're going to even remotely be close to getting sick, take Dramamine or don't go. You know, you're welcome to join us for dinner. You're welcome to, you know, enjoy the fish that we, we caught, you know, while your week we're in stayed at the pool all day. Um, <laughs> see it. But, I don't give a shit. I will be no, there but, sucking I mean, down margs. It's, it's a, it, it really is. It's a good time, but I, I'm very, very clear with people. Like if you, if it's not, if it's not something that you are comfortable with, don't. Like, For me, it pressure. wasn't necessarily the waves. It was more so the horizon and not being able to see land and have something to focus on. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah. I've never been, I've never been. I mean, obviously you can tell from my accent. I'm from, I'm from East Texas. I mean, I, I have a pretty thick draw, so I never spend much time on the ocean other than mm-hmm. flying over it. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna try and talk you into doing something bad for you, man. It, 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 it's a good time. It, and the other thing is, the captains are honest. You know, if if the wind is too bad and it's not gonna work or whatever, they're gonna say, "Look, it's gonna be really windy, and your people aren't gonna have a good experience." Then we punt, right? We figure out what we're gonna do at the last minute. But um, that event is not about the fishing. It is about the fishing, but not about fishing for fish, right? And so, yeah. for the people that are in Killing Commercial listening to this, pay attention. The land by the time this airs, the landing page will already be up i hope that you sign up and that you come um one thing that i did learn last year is when you make this event free for people to attend they don't necessarily they think it's free for everybody here's a fun fact it's not okay it's not free for everybody so if you sign up sign up knowing that you're going to come and 
please, whatever you do, if something happens, make sure I know sooner than later because we order custom shirts and all of the other stuff for this and, and do it upright. So anyhow, I'm excited you guys are going to participate. I'm even more excited for you to send me an appointment packet when we get off of this because I'm tired of the guys asking me about the one-off trucking markets and we've not placed our first piece of business with you yet. And I'm looking forward to doing that in the next couple of weeks because we, we see this all the time and we just don't do anything with it. So mm-hmm. It goes back to staying in our lane, but if I'm, you know, I have a comfort level knowing what what the experience is going to be like you um, using you guys, then I'm all for it. And if anybody wants to compete with me and you think this is where you want to go, let's do it. Let's just have monthly trucking updates for who's placed as much business as they can through Rock Lake and see uh, see what kind of bragging rights we can get from it. That's right. We'll put it on the big board and see how everybody does. Do it, there man. Let's gamify this beast. That's it. Love it. Well, thank you guys for the opportunity to do this and talk about Rock Lake and where we're, where we are, where we're headed. And we look forward to the opportunity to, to meet you guys actually in person, if, if not before June. Uh, once we get you appointed, we'll make a trip. I don't. I, I enjoy traveling, so get out there and get to Florida because you can't beat coming to Florida. Except for in like July when it's 107. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, you know what? Here, this is a funny story. Like, it's miserable. June in Key West, it's actually cooler in Key West than it is in Tampa. By like 10 degrees. Yeah, it really is. It's hot. Don't get me wrong. It's hot. But you have enough breeze blowing across the island and all of that. Um, Where I'm at, and Kyle's a little further north than I am, we just have really weird weather. Like a couple weeks ago when it was – it was like 30 degrees at my house, but it was 50 in Tampa. I'm like 20 minutes away. It has to do with the way the water has the wind come – the The breeze come across and all that. Yep. Yeah, and we so we get we're we're colder when it's cold and we're hotter when it's hot. Thirty five degree swing the other day. I, I woke up in the morning. It was it was thirty five degrees, and then by the by like lunchtime, it was seventy. Like <laughs> what? Wow! Wow! It's yeah, absurd. that's wow. that's the way it is. It was yesterday even. Yesterday it was right. really cold in the morning and warm. So anyhow, everybody else, yeah. thanks for listening. Listen. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes, go to Spotify. I don't even know if Spotify lets you give reviews or whatever, but do me a favor. Give us a thumbs up or whatever, or a thumbs down. If that's the case, I'll find you. Um, but, you know, give give us a, a review. Tell us that you listen to the show. There is nothing that I like better than going in and reading. Somebody say, hey, look, I heard an episode. I pulled a trick. Or, listen, I listened to that episode with Rock Lake, and I've been considering going in and, and learning trucking and doing it. And, you know, that was about six months ago, and I've already written a half a million dollars in premium with these guys. It was the best episode ever. Like, do that stuff, please. We're not asking you to pay for this. I mean, Scott Howell, Insurance Guys Podcast with Bradley Flowers. Scott will always say that everybody out there wants to give you, when when you ask for the recipe to Aunt B's chili, they give you 12 out of 15 ingredients. We give you all 15 on Power Producers, people. We're an open book. Why? Because 85% of you aren't going to take action anyhow. At least that's what market <laughs> analysis tells me on the street when I'm taking business from you. So, Go out there and make a difference in your community. Write insurance and get nasty. See ya. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.